Heavy Hops is a Scorched Tundra production. You can access all our episodes with detailed show notes and information about upcoming events by visiting scorchedtundra.com slash heavyhops. Be sure to follow us on your preferred social media platform. Subscribe, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you access podcasts. Thanks for supporting us and enjoy the show. Welcome to Heavy Hops. My name is Alexi. My name's Sam. Our conversation with Johannes Perschon continues with the topic shifting to his main musical project, Cult of Luna. We pick up on the DIY ethos so crucial to his professional development in our discussion about Red Creek, Johannes's new record label venture, a project only 2020 would have made time for. His creative process is driven by examining the subconscious and constant evaluation as we learn in our exploration of how writing music for Cult of Luna has changed over time. Please be sure to check out Umiel Hardcore Part 1, which also features Johannes, and acts as a natural runway into this episode. If you've done so already, let's dive and get heavy. I'm curious about the new material, but also I'm curious about Red Creek, your new uh, new label that uh, Seasons of Mist and Metal Blade are helping with distribution. And if this is kind of an extension of DIY ethos that you've carried for a long time. Yeah, I was just about to say that. that <laughs> very well to what we just talked about. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we start with Red Creek. Um, <laughs> I just mentioned um, the small community where I grew up is called Rabek, which means, basically means Red Creek in Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, excellent. <laughs> there That's it is. My hope. Um, yeah, um, and when we have been talking for quite a. Actually, we have tried to release. Was kind of not a well-defined and not much determination. Uh, we have had an idea of having our own label for a long time. I think released a seven inch in 2006 in a, on a label called 101. It was just something. We didn't have an idea about it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the music industry has evolved since, since we started off and signing a five record deal with Airache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might have not have done at this, at this point. Um, and uh, uh, after like we've been doing this for twenty years, and 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 kind of know much more now about how things work, how how and actually what we want to do. I mean, at, at, uh, and and how we want to do it. And we've been that's one thing I'm very proud of when it comes to this band is we've been. We, we haven't uh, um, compromised that much, apart from maybe first two years when you're young and new and just want to say yes to everything your record label asks of you. But, mm-hmm. but all in all, we, we've been keeping our integrity. Um, we value that very, very highly. Uh, and we realized that the more control we have over our own stuff the the more we can just do whatever we want 
but that's one that I mean, and of course, I mean, it, 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 that doesn't necessarily that you are going to start your own label. Uh, but also, uh, I've been growing this sense of like want or, or feeling I, I want to help other artists that I feel need to get recognized more mm -hmm. than they are. I mean, because that's the big imbalance in our well, pretty much everything, but there's a lot of people that it recognize that might not deserve it, at least not in my opinion. And there are a lot of great artists, filmmakers, yada, 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 writers that don't get recognized because mm -hmm. uh, and it, it has nothing to do with quality. It has to do with being in the right place in the right time and, and work with the right people. Mm -hmm. And I want to be one of those right people. Right. Yeah. So, so um, it's those two aspects. And we have a third aspect. It's uh, we have our manager who's great uh, kind of pushing us in the directions that we want to go, but might not have the, like, the manpower to, to, to do. Mm -hmm. So he has helped us a lot with it and, and the ideas. And also, I, I think this is one of the few positive aspects of the extra amount of time that we've got because of the current situation we're in. Mm -hmm. um, that we actually had some time to, 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 to do this because there were way more work than I thought to create a label. And there was also way more, more money that you need. <laughs> <laughs> able to get something like this uh, off the ground, and we wouldn't have been able to uh, uh, to do to do this uh, up until a few years ago because we didn't have any money. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, that that's another thing. Uh, we didn't have a manager for the first 12, 13 years, and. That's the downside when you come from a DIY punk scene that you think that you can do everything yourself. Then you realize, wait, we're just making a bunch of stupid decisions because we're dealing with stuff we have no, like, we don't know how it works. We have no mm -hmm. idea what we're doing. And you, well, and, and when, while you're doing it, you think you know, but you don't. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you get a person that actually have, you know, know what they're doing when it comes to the financial aspect of the band things have have, have turned pretty good and we have and, and and i've been able to uh totally focus on the band and what i love doing the same thing i that i fell in love with 25 years ago i still love writing music performing music that's the only thing i want to do i don't i don't want to do anything really you know when it comes to 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 the boring aspect of music mm -hmm. uh so yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to to i, I do some admi administrative work when it comes to red creek the boring aspect um but i'm mostly gonna co be concerned with the 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 artistic uh side of it Mm -hmm. We'll take one step at a time. I mean, as I said, you need a lot of money in it to be able to release music and to actually be able to 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 give good deals, because we're not we are not going to do the deals that we did. <laughs> <My> <laughs> You've uh, learned, right? 
and, and that's a good thing. Uh, the people we are working mm-hmm. with will not be taking advantage of in the same way that I thought. Like that, it wasn't. Um, we were not taking advantage of more than anybody else. But you know, the kind of of thirteen percent after the recoup, like mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and, and I, I think that we are in a different period of time when it comes to to record labels and how the, the industry worked and I and I think uh, I just want to be able to give to be frank to give the artist more money mm-hmm. be, yeah a bigger piece of the pie mm-hmm. because this mm-hmm. is not Red Creek is nothing it's not nothing that that uh, we're going to be financially dependent on it we want to put out good music and lose as little money as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, 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 it sounds like uh, you're applying not just experience, but also values that are deep set into uh, into a business opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, also to your point about a manager too, there's a lot of different ways that you can come about having a manager in your band a manager can be um a kind of arm of your body in the way that a booking agent can be or a label can be or they can be the greatest managers are team members they're actually like an extension of the band um Mm -hmm. as well and they can and they can get you to uh think outside of the box because i think that managers that are like kind of arms of the octopus don't want to create more work for themselves someone (laughs) that tells a band hey you can start a label based on your values and what you want to do is creating more work for themselves too but they if they carry the same conviction then uh then you actually have someone valuable a part of your team right yes yes and the i know some people have had horrible experiences with managers, but I'll tell you what, our manager, you know, where I'm, where I met him the first time. He Is it at a show? He was a kid following <laughs> us on tour when we, when we, at the, like the beginning of our touring career, 2003, four, you know, bands have people that follow them, you know, they will follow them. They, they go to, if you play in, Italy, you have these bunch of people that go to every show. Mm-hmm. This guy, he came to every show in France. He became a mascot. Like a guy, well, we made fun of him and <laughs> we had fun with him. A nice guy, you know, and after two or three tours, he started hanging out backstage. Oh, Alexi, you know, we're playing Paris. Come to the show. And then he started doing lights. And like, yeah, I've been doing lights for this band. Can I do lights for you? Yeah. Uh, whatever a free light guy sure and yeah he's been part of the light show that we've been doing for the last yeah 10 12 10 years <laughs> and then he was doing ma- he started doing you know alex he's been starting managing bands cool and all of a sudden he was a really like a managing one of the biggest bands in france like oh he's not that young kid anymore <laughs> We, he's a fr- first first he's a friend that knows us and knows what we're about and has a huge respect for what we want 
as a band, as people. And and I like I, I met manager, like manager managers too. That's more into the business side of it. Mm-hmm. And they can be a handful. Uh, we had had a few meetings with some of the most successful guys in the uh, super guys, may, super good managers. But maybe we wouldn't work that well if the if uh, the the um, if everything is measured in 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 in, in money, monetary um, ways. Um, but yeah, uh, so he's a friend, he's our manager uh, in that order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it should be too, you know, that's how you get the best relationship out of it. And it's awesome that, you know, you're essentially unhinged in what you want to do when it comes to your creativity, both through your labels and through your manager. Um, and I think that's very expressive in your music too. I think people who can, people can definitely see that in your records, you know, and you don't get Cult of Luna style records out of just any band who's signed to a label. It's something that comes with the freedom. And I think, you know, for me, that's the beauty of what you guys do. It's just totally unhinged and every record is a surprise in a way. And it's awesome. And I'm really looking forward to this uh, EP that's coming out this year because it's a continuation of A Dawn to Fear, correct? Yeah, yeah. Excellent, yeah. And I, I, I need to say that too, uh, because we, we're still working with Metal, metal Blade. We're, we're, I mean, we're, we're still working with them. Uh, and when after that five, five album um, deal with uh, Eric, and I, I must say, uh, Eric get a lot of sh- shit from a lot of people. You'll you'll never hear me saying anything bad about. It. We, we had a, a good experience. I mean, we were mm-hmm. a young band signing a stupid contract when we were twenty years old. That was just how it was. Mm-hmm. But after that, when we kind of when we were, were shopping for labels, we didn't necessarily choose the labels that were giving us the best economic deal. What has been more important for us is the artistic free freedom and the passion uh, of the people behind the labels. Mm-hmm. That, that has been the, the bottom line of all the decisions we have made for the last 10 years. The, the artistic freedom and the passion of, of, of the people behind the labels. And, and I have nothing negative to say about Metal Blade, uh, the they've been really good for to us and still 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 are um and we're uh, ne- next album whatever that comes we're going to be on, on, on metal blade mm-hmm. awesome yeah i'm definitely looking forward to another album but the ep will be a nice taste <laughs> in the yeah, meantime look the, uh, the ep uh, it's also a, a a positive uh aspect of this shitty situation we're in is that um, we had a lot of music when we entered the studio. We went to this amazing studio in Norway um, called Ocean Sound Recording. You should, should Google that and, 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 and look at that, like waking up in that studio every morning and be able to just, you know, 
go down because you, you basically you live in the studio they have like a upper loft where you, where, where you sleep mm -hmm. it's an amazing studio just by the ocean uh and you're like you, you look in one direction you see the ocean and basically next stop greenland uh and uh the other direction you have this amazing backdrop of, of mountains and and yeah um and we had a lot of music going in and sometimes you realize pretty quickly that some songs maybe haven't really lived up to their full potential yet we kind of put them aside started working on the songs that we thought would work better um in an album um and that's what what kind of ended up being uh, a daunting affair, mm -hmm. uh, and ever since then, like I, I I write all the time. No, far from everything end up being recorded, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, now we had some time. I mean, basically, we were super lucky because we were in the U.S. when everything kind of broke down in Europe, right. and we basically we i wouldn't be surprised if we were the last european band touring in the us i think you were because we yeah, were we saw you in chicago and it was uh like a week or two before everything yeah. got locked down yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> our last show in the us uh, was at um in san diego and we were sitting that uh, at a mexican restaurant and watching trump uh, basically uh, held a speech when he said that he was closing the borders from Europe. We thought, well, that's good because we're not going from Europe, we're going to Europe in two days. <laughs> and then we like, realized, wait a minute, those planes are going back and forth. Fuck, this is going to be an issue. And we had this show in San Diego and then we had one day off and then we were going to, to Mexico City um, and then go home through Chicago, O'Hare. And yeah, we had like three hours of sleep, woke up at the LAX, starting calling the airlines like, <laughs> you know, your plane definitely, it's definitely canceled. It's not, it's not happening. And we were like there three hours until the flight to, to Mexico, having to decide if we were going to, because we had no idea if we were going to be able to, to go into US again. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, we kind of, after we would basically have ruined ourselves financially, if we would have stayed in Los Angeles and tried to get home there, just bought, bought new tickets because they were, the prices were insane. Yeah. But we, uh, uh, long story short, we made it no thanks to the people in the Mexico city airport. That was a stressful situation. <laughs> We, we got home we got home uh had to we got rebooked uh, the people at chicago airport was amazing um it was you know we i, I flew back to europe and I, I don't know how many people those airplanes hold but it was like 20 30 people in there it was it was it felt like the end of the world we were heading towards something very scary uh so it was this india indiana Jones escape he just the hat just before the case <laughs> <laughs> got on us um yeah and and so we had to cancel we have we, we had a few uh, well festivals um and tours that we hadn't announced that we had to cancel 
which gave you, gave us a, a bunch of free time. So we got back to these songs and write, wrote, um, kind of rewrote them and wrote uh, wrote this new song, Three Bridges. That's that's that has been released. Um, so yeah, and, and we're, so it's kind of a a, a a literal continuation on Adult Affair, and then whatever happens next is still. I mean, it's it's not for like since um, since the first record, basically, we we've had very defined sessions of where we when we have written music for an album. Okay, this is uh, we've had a kind of a, a narrative that we have, have based. The, the songs and the lyrics and the artwork around and it's been a well-defined start and stop okay that's that album now we move forward Where, what do, do we want to tell now bam but mm -hmm. from Dawn to Fair I kind of we have been writing way more organically and it's been kind of interesting to see your subconscious work because if you just write for the sake of writing and just sit down by a computer or in front of a pen if you have a pen and paper and just write the first sentence that comes up in your head and you write the second sentence you try to, to mix them together and then you have a puzzle that you put together and you take a step back because nothing happens by coincidence everything has i mean it comes from something you take a step back oh okay this was written in february you know what happened then oh those aspects in my life happen. And this is how it, how I channeled it into music. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some very important songs on, on, on this EP that comes out, came out that uh, actually that was written during a period where things happened around me that was not super positive and, and and it's very clear to me what those songs are about mm -hmm. maybe they weren't at the time at that time they were just riffs and just random things written uh but taking a step back and and, and viewing them uh more of a like an observer it it, it becomes a uh, a uh, uh, creative process that continues after everything is, is is done, which is quite interesting, and it still continues to this day, this hour before we started talking. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it it's a new way of working that that I think has been very productive, and um, right now I, I I feel very comfortable with it. Um, so whatever happens next happens. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's a, so you're saying you pen basically a couple of lines of lyrics before you start writing music, or is it something that kind of happens simultaneously with each other? It, it, it's very different. Um, um, it depends. Sometimes I mean, the way I do lyrics or the way I do vocals, mm -hmm. it's not, melodic right it's more, it's more but it's but it's based around patterns mm -hmm. i okay. think my i i was showing my buddy you guys yesterday 
and uh, we were talking about your vocal style and he was, he listens to music that's more melody driven, um, but he really enjoys complex, big composition works as well. And he's like, it's so cool that the lyrics aren't so much a main focus line of the song, whereas they're more just a part of the composition and they kind of melt into the music. And I think that's an excellent way to describe it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I play in, in, in melodic, uh, more melodic uh, bands too, and I write uh, songs to other artists that, that, that I know. Like, all I need to do is just write some chords that work and then we'll put the melody because nobody's going to hear it. It, every, it. Totally focus on what is song and the melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Cult of Luna, um, and I remember we doing an interview, we, even before we got signed to Eric, like this Swedish national radio, where we, where we said, and I hold to that, that the, the vocals, it's... Uh, element of the music but so is the guitars and so is the keyboard and so is the drums and they all they create the sum it's not like we're creating um a, a platform that the vocals can soar above mm-hmm. and I mean, nothing wrong with that at all it's just a different way of doing it mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes to me writing uh, lyrics uh sometimes i get the vocal patterns in my head before and maybe that's where i want that word or i hear a word bam okay now i have to figure out how many syllables do i have to work with mm-hmm. and sometimes i just write i just write and then okay that piece of lyric should match with this music and i i get a vocal pattern in my head and i turn to the lyrics Okay, um, this will not work. Uh, I need to re, you know, rewrite in order to 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 make it fit. And sometimes it, I have to rethink. And sometimes the lyric forces me to do different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I, I I'm not sure. This is not a, a totally conscious decision I do, but uh, I think my limitation in in uh, I mean, look, I can hardly breathe and walk in the same time. I have. I, uh, and my limitation when it comes to play the guitar and scream at the same time kind of leads me to different ways of doing um, So, yeah, but I've, I've tried to explore, uh, and even when I write lyrics without any music to it, it needs to have a certain rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate writing lyrics. I do. Uh, and I always not always but very often i kind of i push it ahead um but the last couple of years like i said i've I've just been writing because you know i just want to see what's inside my subconscious Mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's quite interesting just try it yourself just write the first sentence that comes up mm-hmm um, it doesn't have, it might be a picture that you just want to describe blah, 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 or words just okay uh, this doesn't make any sense what happens if I write the next sentence and then next sentence then you all of a sudden you have a story mm-hmm. it's uh, it's weird but like it's a human brain nothing happens by chance <laughs> <laughs>
it's always a re like oh maybe it actually does i don't know but <laughs> but um i think that whatever comes from my brain comes from something mm -hmm. definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh, when when you're uh talking about the musical side uh you have members spread out uh throughout sweden and so what does the writing process look like uh as far as putting material together to go record we used to have like i said we used to live very scattered scattered now the core band lives in Umeå. and it it will be interesting a way of working because we haven't worked like that since 2005. Oh, uh, wow. apart from this ep where we actually could oh let's mm -hmm. let's practice now we don't have to like i like I've been going up to Umi pretty often, but like during weekends, and you have to sit through those eight hours a day session, and you just uh, they're not productive after three hours. Like you're just sitting off the time. Right. But now, yeah, let's meet up for one and a half hour and just practice this song. Okay, bam. Okay. Uh, now I'm going back to the kids. Uh, let's meet day after tomorrow. You, you know, you, we can do that. But mm -hmm. uh, the only thing why I looking forward to it. Uh, apart from you know being able to talk about the difference is that most of the songs that we recorded were basically already written and <clears throat> uh, the great thing about playing with these guys is that they are all amazing musicians they all know their instrument so very well um and so for the last 10 years, what we've been doing is basically, like, I don't write all music. We have other writers in the band, but we all kind of write drafts on the computer <laughs> <laughs> and kind of program drums and all that, just to get an idea of what we're after, just very rough. And I know two things when I present one of my songs to these guys, one, it will not sound the same when we come out from the rehearsal room, when we practice it, when we wrote it, hundred percent. Because I can hardly play the guitar, play the guitar. Programming drums, we shouldn't even talk about. When I play bass, <laughs> I play the basic bass notes. I'm not a bass player, uh, and Frederick, the other guitarist, he. Um, uh his guitar skills are way beyond mine and christian the keyboard player like i'm, I'm not even I, i'm not even basically missing during these i wanted to find something here and he he's amazing with with the stuff he does uh so the first thing i know is it will not sound the way i i wanted and the second is it will always sound much better mm -hmm. because the collective uh the collective uh um i would say expertise of every single uh, uh member in the band um will result in the sum which is the song and it sounds without exception way 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 much better after they are done dissecting and throwing away all the shitty stuff that I wrote and, and keep the, the, the good stuff. 
and enhance it way more. Mm -hmm. uh, with, I mean, it, it happens all the time. I'm not like, even though I okay, present a song that I think is eh, and you never know how, how it turns out. And you hear the final, for example, uh, Three Bridges, uh, it was written very quickly because, yeah, for a few reasons. And I kind of threw it together in a, two, three days. And like, yeah, I had no idea how this is going to sound. And then we came out to the studio, like, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome process. And, you know, you, you there's so many, it's so easy to do everything yourself nowadays, right? With modern technology and drum programming, but there's something to be said about working as a collective and, you know, using everyone's expertise in a way that benefits a song. And, you know, I think if, if half these bands that are really good as solo artists um, or solo bands just tapped into one extra or two extra resources, I, I could not even imagine the material that some of these bands are able to put out. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe in uh, the one man or, yeah, the one person uh, projects. Um, or let's take an example from the movie business when you see directors that control everything. I mm -hmm. mean, look, do we need to bring up prequel Star Wars movies, for example. <laughs> and, you, know, um, you know, when you have these, uh, that's another problem in that business is that director gets way, way more credit than they deserve because uh, everything is a collective effort from like the, the, the costume designer to the set designer. To, like, and I mean, the well, the actors get a lot of credits, of course, too. <laughs> and, a lot of, and, and a lot of shit when they don't deserve it. Sometimes, uh -huh. uh, because my, my job, I'm a casting director, so I work a lot with actors and I know their potential. And you see somebody doing some shitty thing and, like, and you hear, oh, that person sucked and that, like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Do not confuse bad acting with bad directing. <laughs> Or bad, or, or bad script, or bad writing. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get me started on Swedish script writing. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's a collective effort that that, uh, and it took me many many years uh, until and and still sometimes I find myself kind of when I've dug trenches that I like decided that uh, things that I don't like because it didn't fit with my original vision. And then I give it a few days, yeah, maybe, and then more, a few more days, yeah, of course. Why didn't I think of this? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's a, um, I, I can say, tell you for sure that Cult of Luna would not sound the way we do if you would take away any one of the elements of the band, period. Mm -hmm. But it, take, you know, it took us a lot of years to to find the process that worked for us. Yeah. Yeah, it shows. I mean, you guys are a great band and it's fun to see each record. There is growth, you know, and that comes not only with 
you know, everyone gets older and we all age and we become wiser and we grow. You just, you see how you guys grow collectively too. And the music is always evolving and it's just an awesome journey to like be a part of, you know, as a listener. And um, I know I'm not alone in my Cult of Luna appreciation. There's many, many people, but you guys are doing something special. And I think to all your fans, it's really recognizable that you're doing it because you love it, you know? And I just, I look forward to the CP. I look forward to many, many more records and. <laughs> but that, that's the thing though. Um, I, I really appreciate what, what you said there because um, one thing that I, I've been trying to do with my own writing is to, uh, of course, you always want to improve. You always, I mean, whatever that means, because it's all a matter of taste. But I always wanted to feel that we are moving in some direction. And and in that sense, I don't care if somebody would say, "Oh, all your records sound sounds exactly the same." Okay, fine, that's your opinion. But as long as I feel like we're doing something different, that we are bringing new aspect in the music. As long as I feel that, that's as long as I am going to continue at least. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, not get stuck anywhere. I mean, now we're, the problem when you've been doing this for such a long time is, is just that, to write new stuff. To write mm -hmm. new stuff that feels fresh uh, and that's still good. Writing music is freaking hard. It's very easy when you, oh, you have one album and a couple of years later you have another album, but the process, it, it, it's painful sometimes. It's, and, and, and well, that's one aspect that I've become better at because earlier on, just before we kind of delivered the master, I used to panic and wanted to redo everything. Mm -hmm. And that has, I've, I've been, um, and I think that comes with age too, that I know if, if we have managed to do things that I've been proud of in the past, and at that point, I didn't think it would be any good. Uh, and now we're at the same point where we're a bit different. For example, when we did the, the record with Julie for, I mean, we, I had no idea how that would be received. And I think, I think that was probably my ego thinking. I remember talking to one of the, our ex-members, but still a very good friend. I said, maybe we did our Lulu now. <laughs> but, but, but that, that comes with, I mean, um, but I think that kind of insecurity is, you know, if you're able to put yourself in that situation when you're taking a bit of a risk every time, mm -hmm. maybe maybe it's that aspect that might, in the long run, you know, be something good, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that keep you put out some sort of quality. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's some. I think that's probably uh, people from outside is better to judge than myself. For me, it, it's honestly, I, when I write, I view it from the same set of eyes 
that was uh, trying to uh, copy Unbroken or Coalesce uh, back in 96. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I learned how to write music. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's natural to get into your head. I'm always in my head when I'm writing music, and then I'm always like, ah, it sucks, ditch it, and then come back to it days later, and you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad, and then you just keep building it. But I'm sitting on thousands of files over, like, the last five years, and it's just, yeah. like... Imagine all the good stuff that you threw away just because you thought it would, it, it, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't throw it away, though. That is the thing. I keep it on this this three terabyte hard drive it is all there if i ever want to go back to it <laughs> if you want to take a trip down memory lane yeah yeah um speaking of uh of collaboration uh you touched on mariner um one of the things that i was personally looking forward to in 2020 was uh your collaboration with james kent at roadburn um <laughs> and uh i want uh, i guess like what uh, whether it happens or not in 2022 i was curious more about how that kind of how that idea came together and uh your kind of feeling about these types of things in roadburn itself roadburn have you ever been there yeah a couple of times uh, it's a phenomenal <laughs> festival yeah <laughs> I mean, another thing you need to be there in order to fully know what to appreciate. It's, mm -hmm. it's a festival of music lovers. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that was also the thing when we kind of figured out what scene-ish we found ourselves in uh, after been doing this I mean, we were a hardcore, we're viewing ourselves as a hardcore band. In the beginning, we got a lot of, of, of question about how's the Swedish metal scene? Like, I had no fucking idea what, what you're talking about. Never been a part of it, never know anything about it. Uh, but the the Roadburn Festival became this this institution where you should, like, we need to play there. And then we got to play there once. It was amazing. It's, well, we'll play this small room first, and then we up to, to play the, the headline stage and we've been doing that a bunch of times but the thing with Walter the guy behind it he is a music lover mm -hmm. I mean just sit down and talk to him he's such a amazing humble guy and what he's been able to do there is create events that happens then and there and never happens again like, mm -hmm. um he, he creates these collaboration pieces that, that I mean, they might be released on the, the sound recording, but you would never dare. You wouldn't, you, you, you would never, if you weren't there, you didn't get to see, see the whole event. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the aspects of why that festival is, it's not even a, <laughs> a, <laughs> a, a, a festival, it's an event. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. And when it comes to 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 our thing, um, so Emma and James um, uh, curated last year's festival that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, and James, I got introduced to with uh, by the same manager I've been talking about earlier, Alexi. Alexi's uh, seven year. 
Um, and I was a fan of his music. Um, and uh, apparently he was a fan of, of ours. Um, so he made this remix, which I normally aren't fan. I, I, I'm not a fan of remixes at all, but he created something completely different. And I met him at the show in Stockholm and I, I was on my way. I like, I don't want to disturb musicians after their show. Like I, I watched the show. I thought it was amazing. And then his merch guy, like, I recognize you. You need to go and see James. Like, I, I don't want to disturb him. Come on, I'm just going to introduce you. And, and then we ended up drinking and talking until he had to go on the bus. Uh, and oh, and then when he curated and he was supposed to to do this collaboration with somebody, he asked me. And I was very honored. And we started, we talked about this summer of 2019. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, fuck, we need to write 60 minutes of music. <laughs> it's easy to talk about. Yeah, of course, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm super when it comes to, um, to uh, put on or say yes to too many projects. I, th that's my, uh, my superpower. I say yes to so many projects. Uh, I actually, last year I realized, look, I've done so many collaborations and, 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 and helped on so many tracks. I need to say no to everything now, to be able to on my own. But, but me and James, we, I, I flew down to France and we started working together and, and, and hit it off very well. Um, a very nice guy. And that's, that's the thing when you start collaborating with people, because even if you met, met, met a guy and thought it was nice, in a creative environment, you don't know how people act. Mm -hmm. But we have been able to work very fast and without any um, any problems at all. There's, there's been um, the only problem was a virus that kind of <laughs> got fucked everything up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah. to be quite quite honest, it it, it, it uh, um, I mean the music is written now, so whenever whenever it happens, uh, it felt a bit stressed though. I mean, I, I the the plan was, I came back I came back from the U.S. in mid March, and then right. a month later, like I've been away from the kids for a month, and then uh, we had to figure out a way to practice. We live in two different countries uh mm -hmm. long way from each other and he has a visa schedule and so 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 did i uh now like if whenever it happens it, it will be with uh more focus i think so mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. sense, it, it, it was good that we got a, another year or two or whatever it's gonna happen mm -hmm. awesome well, I think we covered a we covered a lot. This has been yeah. uh, a really phenomenal conversation. Thank you so yeah. much. Do you want to? Do you have any final words, or do you want to? Uh, uh, anything you? Uh, any stones uncovered? I, I don't think there's any stones uncovered. I just uh, uh, maybe I should apologize for for all all of the babble and jumping back and forth in the <laughs> in the chronology of of, of, of 
Miyahako, but it, it is, it's a hard topic to talk about because you can go by chronology or you can talk about it in terms of different subjects. And mm -hmm. I've, I've been talking about it quite a lot the last couple of years, and it always feels like I'm jumping back and forth and there's like no, that I make no sense. It makes perfect sense in my head. Um, but yeah, it it it's it's it, it's it's difficult because it it many aspects it have been the most uh, fruitful and uh, positive things that happened in my life. You know, sometimes you think, oh, what what would have happened if I wouldn't get into this? What mm -hmm. would have have become? I have no idea. So there's. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these and, and getting the DIY uh, mindset in my life that helped me in so many ways. Not mm -hmm. only in music, like career-wise, like nobody's going to do this if you're if you're not. Uh, nothing's going to happen by by itself, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of like people that become successful in many aspects of life come from a DIY background. Mm -hmm. And also, it taught me the value of passion and and, and being and, and and do stuff for the right reasons, uh, both politically and 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 creatively. See, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm I'm getting off again. No, I love it. It's no, good. I think I think it's it's challenging it's... when you when you when you are the primary source, you you don't see it in the way that people who were not a part of it see it mm -hmm. and things like chronology you to try to put it in the way that a secondary source would look at it you'd be like trying to put a circle into a square peg mm -hmm. um you know i think that the value that people get is hearing the stories and hearing uh people that were in the scene uh talk about their experiences and then it's the job of other people to yeah. take those things and put them into uh, uh, hopefully authentically into whatever they're trying to say about, about the scene. So right. um, I, I think that uh, there's so much to look forward to. And also I think that there's so many sides to this, uh, to this movement that, Oh, we're nowhere near that. Uh, we, we could we could we're tell the story forever. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't on your side when I talked to to um tell these to these people that was behind that um that uh, burning of those trucks. Mm -hmm. Because uh first of all, they remembered very little at first. We start talking, things are you know, they remember some aspects and some snippets here and there. And some of the things that they remember, not about the event itself, because the ones that remember it pretty much um, uh, uh, falls, falls in line, but everything around it, the chronology, totally different and contradictory. contradictory. So, so uh, I mean, that's how the mind works. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's not, and that's, because I've been listening to other interviews with people from other hardcore scenes, and and as soon as people are talking uh, about exactly what somebody said and exactly what somebody meant and exactly at the same time, 
you know what they're talking. It's just shit, bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> right. It, it's more, that's when I stop listening and, or at least take it for, for, for a fact. Because when somebody is too, have too many details uh, with stuff that happened decades ago, it's their mind creating something exactly from a, a little i mean a little, little seed that might be the truth but uh yeah um you should at least ra raise an eyebrow when somebody's too in too much detail mm. in <laughs> any aspect of any story because that's not how, how the mind works Right, oh, exactly. That's that's fantastic for uh, for for people's critical thinking skills in general. I'd argue, yeah. <laughs> yes, critical thinking is something that that we uh, need to talk more about and what that actually entails. Uh, there are a lot of people that has misunderstood the concept of critical thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, We'll be looking forward to our continuation of that conversation on the next Heavy Hops episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, this has uh, been a pleasure. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Johannes. You know, we've been talking for almost two and a half hours. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I love it. I, you know, we always joke, you know, you can't really go out and talk to people like this. So this is the closest you can kind yeah. of get and mm -hmm. feel. We're we're usually attached to people for two plus hours any given week, so it's it's a nice you know kind of social interaction that you otherwise wouldn't get right now. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be able to see each other in the flesh uh, sooner or later. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll come back to the U.S. Whenever. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever, yeah. Whenever. And and yeah. and uh and we also have carrying over tickets for Roadburn. So yeah. if you're if you're there, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there for sure. I mean, next time it happens, uh uh I have a booked show. <laughs> but, to be quite honest, I have more than one booked show. Uh so yeah. We'll mm -hmm. I, I mean yeah. I, I I don't think that that's a, a no, it's not a secret. I, I um I play with Julie too. She was she was booked mm -hmm. playing her band, uh, and, and, and that's the reason why I, I I was in in U.S. a few days before the other guys. So I was in the in New York practicing with her band, and the the only downside with playing with Julie is not being able to 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 watch the show. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I have uh, looking forward to watching her show and her songs for. Uh, in years unfortunately i will not be able to watch it but i will play it mm -hmm. well hopefully um i know i was really looking forward to the singer from sylvain was supposed to play a solo set uh, which i fully anticipated being a good thing so hopefully it stays and yeah. what, what happened but i know people in general and musicians uh we all want to help out walter as much as possible um uh that's what you get when you're such a nice person as he is so so uh, hopefully I, I think people will try as much as they can to 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 uh to do what they can for him mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. the next road burn festival uh you know going like nothing happened mm -hmm. yeah, yeah.
Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again for joining us and, um, we'll look forward to seeing you either in the flesh or, uh, through this medium again, sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. Likewise. Take care, Johannes. Yeah. Right. Cheers. Bye.